Well, Mr. Graham, we're giving everybody a little bonus Thursday show. Little treat. Little yeah. Christmas treat. Well, you know, there weren't a ton of games, even though we were long-winded and still managed to make it a fucking hour long. Thought we'd give you a little something fun today. That's right. Absolutely. Consider it our festivist Christmas present to all of you. There you go. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> hey, don't forget Kwanzaa. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smells of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased conversation about how to grow grass. It's told by two common American schmucks. And one really sweet Englishman. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is my fellow esteemed co-host and, um, let's say, proper broadcaster, since we talk about shit before other people That's do. That's right. Damn Miss, straight. Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, bro? Doing very well. Thank you very much. How are you? I am doing fantastic, man. It has been, uh, it's been a fun week, hasn't it? It has. It's also been a challenging week because work is a motherfucker right it now. It also has. <laughs> yes. Uh, nine more working days. Actually, it would be through oh. the Magic Radio, seven more Seven working. more working days. You're right. <laughs> correct. Absolutely correct. Seven doodly, more working days. Doodly, 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 yeah. doodly, doodly. You know, I feel like two more days have happened since I walked in your house. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> We're recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us or give me judgmental eyes, <laughs> Mr. Graham, how does one go about doing that? Absolutely. Send your dick pics to at DU Football Show uh, <laughs> on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. The DU Drip Shack, where you can find all of our swag, uh, which is in the bio of all of our social media accounts. And um, what's the other one? Patreon.com yeah. uh, backslash DU Football Show. Very good. To um, uh, get all of our extra content. Uh, Dick pics to the gram, Instagram, because <laughs> Graham likes that. Um, myself personally on That's Twitter, like comparing. I, I, I prefer tasteful nudes. So if you're gonna DM me on Twitter, tasteful nudes. If especially if you have a chaise lounge like George Costanza, please recreate those photos from Seinfeld. Let's get right into it, Sammy, with our good friend and. Famous, very famous for his uh, FA Cup exploits. Heroics, I'd say. Yes, heroics. Absolute heroics. I said exploits. It should have been heroics. I still think there was Guinness in that cup, by the way. I don't think it was coffee. You know, but but I could tell you this, Sam. (laughs) If you drink your milk every single day, Ian Rush has told him that one day he may be the head groundskeeper at Accrington Stanley. Wait, who's who's Accrington Stanley? Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Ben K. How the hell are you, good sir? 
Yeah, I'll go guide you, okay? Yeah. yeah, doing well, man. Thank you. Yeah, we're all in on that commercial since we last talked to you and saw it. We're like, yep, that's just the greatest damn commercial ever. That makes zero sense at all. Know, you, you think that we'd have more supporters just because of that commercial, wouldn't you? With it being worldwide, etc. Everybody knows Atkins and Stanley just for the milk. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's Leighton Orient of the North, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty yeah. much. Everybody's second, second Everyone's second team. Well, I mean, hell, we ditched Pompey and uh, switched alliances like that. But, Absolutely, 100%. But, it, but we might know somebody at the club, so that might have uh, might have helped it out <laughs> a little bit. Uh, first off, how are you enjoying uh, Aki? How, how, how's the gig? Yeah, it's, it's good. Obviously, uh, there's a lot more pressure on me at the minute. Every game is kind of televised with extended highlights, etc. You're talking now that home games were getting 4,000 on. When I was at Charlie, it was more than 1,000. So, yeah, so the spotlight's kind of on you constantly. Uh, a lot of people don't realise that we don't actually have a training ground at the minute, so the pitch kind of doubles up as a training venue and for, to play the first team games. Um, we've had a lot of investment gone into the pitch lately. We've just had a, a hybrid pitch which means that we've had the synthetic fibres stitched into the pitch to kind of hold the pitch together so that we can actually use the pitch to have more training sessions on. But as you know, with the good old English weather, once it changes and then you don't get much sunlight and much growth, you struggle a little bit. So we're kind of in that period now where we had five games and two training sessions in 14 days. So the pitch took a bit of a battering. So luckily... We had a chat with the gaffer and he agreed to stay off it for probably 10, 11 days. But he has already told me that they're going to be in on Christmas Day training. So that's kind of the next session that we're looking at. Um, then we play Rotherham the day after at Boxing mm -hmm. Day. So it's a matter of getting in early Boxing Day, getting it all cleaned up and getting prepped for that game. That's got to be a long Saturday night, that. Mm-hmm. After the boys are done training, you're going to have a, a job on your hands then, huh? Yeah, I mean... It's one of those. It's Christmas Day. Obviously, I've got two young kids. I've got a couple of lads who don't have any kids, so they're kind of like, which is fair play to them, volunteered to go in on Christmas Day. I mean, listen, they won't be doing much. It'll just be a matter of opening up, maybe do a bit of divoting if there's any big divots come out, and etc. But we'll do the majority of the work the day after. But again, this is kind of what football's all about. This is our busy period, the festive period. Um, quite fortunate that after the 26 on Boxing Day we're not actually at home to the 8th I think so hopefully mm. um, get some, we can get some time back and I mean it's one of those that like, we always have don't we Boxing Day and then New Year's Day so I think I'd rather play on Boxing Day so that I can have a good drink on New Year's Eve yeah. and, <laughs> and actually <laughs> um, kind of like um, die miserably on my own on New Year's Day yeah. instead of being in work <laughs> absolutely um, so Last time we spoke to you, you had just started uh, yeah. this, this job. How does, so far now being in the role for a couple of months, how does this compare to what your expectations of the role were? Now, before at Chorley, you were by yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, now you've got a crew of a few people yeah. at least. Um, yeah. You also, obviously, a, just being a league one, being a league side, uh, as opposed to a non-league team, you have a bigger budget, I'm sure, yeah. more, more equipment. Um, and eventually you're going to have, uh, as you told us previously, you're going to have a training pitch to look after as well. So you yeah. have two fields to, to, to look over. How does that compare to what you thought it was going to be like? 
obviously I, I expected it to be a lot harder. I mean, naturally you're gaining more work, you're gaining more kind of, like I said before, pressure that people are actually looking at it constantly. I mean, we have people coming into the ground and the first thing you want to see is a decent pitch. So you're always putting kind of that pressure on yourself to have it as the best you can possibly do. But you don't realise how much actually goes into it. So kind of like when I was at Charlie at non-league, we had a soil-based pitch. This pitch is a sand-based pitch. Mm. So it's made up of, it's called root zone. So like trying to keep that wet, trying to keep that dry when you don't need it wet, etc., has been probably the biggest kind of struggle that we've had. Um, Because if you think about it, right, so what we do is before we had it stitched, the pitch is held together with water. So if you if you go to the beach and that and you stood, let's say, 100 yards from the sea, you put your hand in the sand, it all just loose, falls over. If you go and walk on the edge of the sea, it stays together. So it's kind of like finding the happy medium of getting the pitch nice and firm so that it wouldn't take, take big divots up or kind of break away and that. So it took me a good while, really, to kind of find the, the happy medium, let's say. But, um, but yeah... The thing is, it's kind of like it was always a bit of trial and error this season. I mean, I've had conversations with my managing director, the chairman, um, being kind of like the guy I am. I want it looking absolutely spot on for every game and that. But they've kind of just told me to relax a bit, listen, get through this season. Next year, we'll make it better. So, again, the kind of pressure I put on myself, really, I don't need to. But because you've got a big high expectations... Um, you just want it bob on every time. I mean, I'm quite fortunate that we've I've got a really good deputy in uh, in Charlie that's come and joined us. We've also taken on we in, in England we've had this um, government scheme called um, Kickstart. So when COVID hit, the government would employ staff for you and pay them for six months. So right. we had two young lads who never done the job before, never cut grass before, never understood nutrition and everything that goes into it but let's just say they've taken it back duck to water so after their six month period they've been taking on as apprentices in line to once we get the training ground that we, we have four staff ready to hit the ground running so quite fortunate uh, like I said budgets budgets are kind of ridiculous so it's kind of like not saying it's an, an unlimited budget but I can literally get whatever I want. So if I need grass seed, if I need fertilizer, if I need this, if I need that, I can just kind of order it without it kind of being pulled and that. So again, obviously that goes with the territory of having a professional football pitch to maintain the, the, the budgets, but we're always striving for better. I mean, we're miles behind of the machinery that we need. I mean, you've probably seen these big lighting rigs now that give you the artificial light, kind of tricks the grass into growing and thinking it's summer. Um, we don't have any of them at the minute, so it's kind of in the deepest, dark, darkest uh, spots in Accrington where it's kind of wet and damp and cold. We're just struggling with sunlight at the minute, so we're going to get there. I mean, I've no, I've no qualms about like we won't get there, but for me, this year is all about kind of learning the pitch, getting my staff up and running, and that, and then next year we can hit the ground running. Now, I remember you mentioning uh, when when you first uh, got the gig, you had talked about that. Uh, Aki was considered one of the worst pitches in League One. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. like you've at least moved it up the chain of command a little bit? You feel? Do you feel comfortably mid-table? Yeah. No. No. The thing is, it's kind of like we had 
So, so you've got to understand that the pitch has been stitched. So even if it lost all its grass, it would look like there's grass on there because this stitching stays 20, uh, stays what, what is it? Two centimeters out of the ground. Mm-hmm. So it's 20 mil out of the ground. So it always looks like it's got grass on it, but that's only covering 6% of the pitch. So that two centimeters sticking out and there's 18 centimeters that goes underneath to kind of help the root to bind around it, to reinforce it. it. The difference is what we, what usually happens is you have that done when your pitch gets taken up after the playing season, but we had it done end of September. So we're kind of behind of where it should be, if, if you kind of understand what I'm saying. So what's happened mm-hmm. is that we've had it stitched, the pitch has taken a bit of a hit, and the root hasn't had a chance to bind around the fibre that's under the sand. So it's not really reinforced itself, although the pitch won't break away because it's sand now. The root is just, the grass is, we're just losing a lot of grass at the minute because it's not reinforced properly yet. Um, so two quick questions. Yeah. Um, one, I've always heard that uh, a player's knee slide is yeah. a groundskeeper's worst nightmare. Yeah. Is that true? Do you know what? It's kind of like the, what it does now, it just scars. So if a player come running really fast and went on their knees, it'd skid 20 yards because right. the, pitch, the pitch is that firm. But what it, it's not really a knee that does it. I think it's the boot that boots. trails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you kind of like... You always see it dig up a little bit on TV, you know, when yeah, when we're watching. You always see that kind of no grass left in that area uh, from the boots, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we, we've been having, um, again, fortunately or unfortunately for us, there's, we have a competition for the under-18s, don't we, called the FA Youth Cup. Yeah. Yeah, every uh, Accrington have been at home every round. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so they scored a winning goal, didn't they, in the 180th minute in extra time, then they saw not only did 10 players knee slide, all the subs come running on as well and knee slide. So I think we spend the last week trying to get all these knee slides out. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's one of them. It, listen, I've always said when you score a goal, you don't know what you do, do you? No, obviously. of course. Yeah, yeah, you, absolutely. People just run and don't think about it. Do they? All it needs is somebody to rip, I don't know, the ACL and the next thing will be banned from doing it once it's all. We, uh, we pray for that day coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Stu- stupid, stupid strikers don't know what they're doing when they score goals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the goalkeepers get yelled at for diving around, doing their actual job, trying to keep the ball out of the well, net. Some do. <laughs> some get rooted to the spot. Yeah. Old tree trunks over there. Yeah, I the, hear you for tree trunks. Uh, the other one, uh, the other question I had is there's a very famous story of Thomas Tuchel uh, during preseason when he was coach of Mainz uh, in Germany, went to some Austrian club, maybe Red Bull Salzburg? Not positive. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they had a preseason game, and he was on the pitch inspecting the field bef- before the, the match and decided that that, for whatever reason, was the perfect length the grass should be. Yeah. He tried to instigate the transfer of the groundskeeper from... <laughs> that Salzburg club. to Mainz. Really? <laughs> Has that happened to you yet? Do you have any of those proper weirdos in League One that are, you know, <laughs> out there no, but, measuring the grass and everything? Listen, it, it goes on. It, it, listen, I don't know how true this is, but I believe that Real Madrid bought Arsenal's groundsman, didn't they? Paul Burgess at one point and they paid did. like a million pounds for him. <laughs> so it, it's one of those. It's kind of like. <laughs> 
you, you try and get the best you best you can. It's like signing a striker, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Of course, like, yeah. It's marginal gains. Yeah, somebody used to say to me all the time, like, to be fair, like, we had the pitch at Charlie in a really good condition at one point. And he would always say to me, a good groundsman's always worth 15 points. Do you know what I mean? Because, uh, like, if you 100%. Could, if, yeah, if you can maintain that grass that the manager wants to play the football and get it on the deck, etc., then you, you just feel like you're doing your job. Do you know what I mean? Well, and and a, a, a bad groundsman is worth two rounds in the FA Cup. Ask Newport County. Right. <laughs> 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 That potato well, patch. If, well, also, also that being said, uh, Ben has experienced that. Some crazy guy in League One came down to him in the National that's, League and well, said, yeah, that's "Hey, true. you, yeah. you're coming to work for me. That's right, yeah. I need what you're yeah. doing here, up here." And I told you that 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 three yard by three yard square that Ben took yeah. care of at Wembley, <laughs> that Yuri Tillman's yeah. got that hit off. It's perfect. Yeah. That's the best three yard, uh, three square yeah. yard uh, plot on the field. Absolutely. Um. You're our biggest inside into football at the moment. Uh, yeah. You got any news about any shutdowns coming? You got any inside information? No, well, to be fair to the EFL and the Premier League, they put out a couple of statements today and just said we'll carry on no matter what. Um, they'll take each game, game uh, obviously, game by game, etc. So if there is COVID cases and they feel they need to um, cancel it, that they will do and that and obviously fit it in where they can. Um, we're, we're governed by the EFL and the EFL have kind of put um, a statement out last week to say that if you've got 14 fit players, I think you can register 25 players in your squad and if you've got 14 fit players then you've got no excuse you need to play unless you've got a goal, you've not got a goalkeeper. Um, so it looks like we're going to carry on. I think the biggest thing that we're going to struggle with is crowds, etc. Right, mm, yeah. Um, yeah. At Accrington, we're not so bad because we're, we're I think our capacity is around 5,400 and we're averaging about two and a half. If we get, see, we've got Sunderland um, early January, so we'll give them two and a half thousand tickets. But it's kind of like these bigger scale games, like your Man City's, your Everton's, your Arsenal, yeah. etc. How, how are they going to manage getting, just checking everybody's pass, whatever, the, whatever they're going to bring out, these COVID passports or yeah, 40 to 60,000 people coming in. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's going to be difficult on that part. I mean, as for football, they've said it's carrying on. I mean, I was, I was talking to Mel before about this Om- Omicron, whatever it's called, this variant that we, I don't know, have you got that over in your, your end? Like, we, it's, it's, kind yeah, of- it's, it's started to come yeah. here. Um, already. Yeah. And I, I think we're usually lag time between, most of Europe and the UK is whenever yeah. you all see spikes about three weeks to a month later is when we start to really get yeah. it. Omicron yeah. has been detected here already. Yes. But it, so far yeah. Delta is still the dominant variant right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, but, but what they're saying is that, that it's obviously going to go off kind of hospitalizations, etc., and that, and there's not really that many people in a hospital with this new variant. Right. So what I think we're going to see, we're just going to see a spike for three to four weeks and then it's kind of hopefully we'll get back to normal on that. But it's just kind of like, I think people are just trying to get their heads together, obviously with football, et cetera, with it being the busy time over the Christmas uh, festive period and that, that they just want to try and get the games going ahead. If, like I say, if they take each game by game, like we was caught, actually called off at Sheffield Wednesday on um, Saturday, but Wigan played up at Oxford so it's kind of like we, like I spoke to our secretary the other day, and we've got zero kind of positive cases at the minute. 
But Sheffield Wednesday had an outbreak, and I mean, they're saying it's that kind of contagious that it just it can spread so quickly. So again, I think that I think they've just got to keep keep it trying to keep it going. The only problem will be is if one team misses four or five games, and then teams have played four or five games more, it's just going to get all get a bit crazy. Yeah, I think. Tottenham yeah. at the moment, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, they're they're. I told Mark today. He said something on Facebook. I was talking shit to him, and uh, I, I automatic. You can't fulfill your fixtures. Relegated. Well, you know they already. Uh, <laughs> I'd they, trade Norwich for Tottenham in a heartbeat. They they already kicked them, they did already kick them out of uh, the Europa Conference, conference League, yeah. Conference Divisional, yeah. whatever the hell they want to call the league. It was a fucking because Mickey they Mouse couldn't club. because they couldn't uh, uh, play their second leg. Yeah, Mickey Mouse group that is. Yeah, they've done that on purpose, and they so they get kicked out. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and something that I think gets overlooked for. I mean, so. With the Premier League, it's like, oh, these teams who play European football and there's so much going on and there's international yeah. breaks. When people don't realize is when there's international breaks, most of you guys still playing. And you guys mm -hmm. also, because there's more matches in a season, you're yeah. starting to hit the time of year where it's Tuesday, Saturday or Tuesday. Yeah. You know? oh, yeah. And when that starts happening, like. Then you throw in cup games, oh. you throw in the, the Johnson's paint trophy, yeah. now Papa John's yeah. trophy right. now. Where, um, where yeah, the yeah. fuck are they supposed to play their games? 100%. If they're playing every Tuesday, Saturday, when are they supposed to play their makeups? Like, it just doesn't fit into anything. Yeah. You know? Just you have know, to extend the season again. You know? Yeah, we've we just had to come out of it. We had, we had Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, all at home. And then taking, like I said to you before, this, is, this, is, this was our two-week schedule. So we had Tuesday, Wigan, in, in the Papa John's Cup. Friday they trained on the pitch. Saturday we played Fleetwood. We had Tuesday against AFC Wimbledon. They trained on the pitch Friday. We had Saturday against Bolton. Then we had Tuesday the FA Youth Cup. It, it felt like I was just constantly at work for two weeks. I bet. Yeah. That's oh insane. god. Yeah. That's a, what a schedule and oh. all at home. That's now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you mentioned you mentioned we 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 uh, do know that you are a uh, lifelong Wigan supporter. Were you able yeah. to uh, contain yourself when uh, the Latics were in town and uh, put a whooping on you? Were you, were yeah, you able to, to be, keep it calm? To be, <laughs> <laughs> to be first, honestly, mate, I could, I, I'm one of them, me. Listen, I'm a Wigan fan, always have been, always will be. But when Accrington play Wigan, I want Accrington to win. Obviously, it's going to sound a bit daft, this, but as, you're in, as your employee or employer kind of thing, right, you you don't want to lose your job if we get relegated. So the more games we, <laughs> yeah. the more games we win, the better. So I want us to win every game, really. So um, it was, no, listen, it was brilliant. So I had my dad in the crowd, my brother was there, my best mates were there, their kids were there. So I got some stick. All I kept hearing was, "There's that wanker Ben doing." I turned around, it was my best mates. Little, it was my best mates. Little lad. <laughs> hey. So I, I, I took some stick in that, but the pitch was probably see the gaff, the gaffle. He had a bit of a joke with me, to be fair. He says, you've only done that. I think the chairman put it on Twitter as well. And he put, like, the pitch was looking the best it's ever looked. And the, <laughs> do, do, do you remember seeing the... You want, do you get, have you ever seen that milk tray advert? No. Have you never no, seen it? Like, it's all, like, it was like this... Um, so do you know like a box of roses, chocolates, etc. Okay. used to be this advert called milk tray. And it um, used to be like this tall, dark, handsome guy in a suit, etc., come and give this girl, and it would say like, "All because the lady loves milk tray." Mm -hmm. So the chairman put on put on Twitter, <laughs> "All because the Grangeman loves Wigan Athletic." <laughs> <laughs> 
brilliant. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic. I, yeah, also, so it, also, it's a bit of a joke. I would say also just love that your your family and your mates all come here to yeah. see you yeah. at, at at you know in your in your pitch, and all they can do is just have a piss at you. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's, <laughs> like, yeah. that's good friends right there. Like I I know if if my boy was. Are really yeah. enjoying some success, I'd be the first one to be there. Yeah, oh, but you you're remember, quite a shit, aren't you? You remember when you were in that musical? <laughs> yep, we came. Yep, all of us came. Yep, and we still make fun of you for it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it's true. all about, though. And to, you, you, listen, you've got to have a bit of a laugh now. You of course, serious and that. Listen, like I said, people were shouting at me, giving me stick, etc. But you just laugh it off and that. Yep, perfect. Um, well. Um, how as a whole, how do you like it? How are how's the staff? Good people, the team, good guys. Like, how how do you enjoy Aki as a whole? Yeah, no. Listen, I, I always said to people when they asked me, kind of like, how's it going, etc. And I always said, listen, I've really dropped on with the job, kind of thing. Um, I don't know whether I mentioned it before, but I was kind of fortunate that they asked me to go and kind of come over from Charlie to Wackington. So there was never really kind of. I had to go into um, an interview process, et cetera, and that. So it was kind of, they kind of emailed me to be the, they wanted me to be the head groundsman. Since then, um, things have just taken off, really. Like I said, we, we just spent £200,000 on having the pitch stitched. Uh, we just spent £50,000 on new machinery. We just spent seventy grand on having a fence put up at the training ground. The training ground is going to cost us probably half a million. So it's kind of really kind of landed on my feet, if if you know what I mean, because the club's moving forward. Um, we're never going to be one of these clubs where we get 20,000 on, etc. We're kind of like, uh, I don't know, we're kind of a bit of a Bournemouth when they was in the Premier League getting 10,000 on, etc. If we went into the Championship, we'd hope that we start filling the ground and that and maybe expanding. But the chairman's built a, a brand new hospitality suite that's costing him over a million pounds. He's knocking the old changing rooms down. That's costing him again another million pounds. So yeah, so quite fortunate that it's a place where what kind of shows my ambition that wants to move forward. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, it putting well, I mean, just there two point seven, two point eight million pounds yeah. into yeah. the club. That's that's not something you see every day in League One, especially. Um, no. which is awesome. Well, in realistic expectations too, it sounds like from from the chairman, it's like build the community, make the club part yeah. of the community, um, and and you know, hey, it, great if we get up to the championship, fucking awesome. Like we're not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to throw all my money at this and go, oh yeah, we're going to be in the Premier League in three years, like Bournemouth did, or you know, right. like some of these like smaller clubs that worked all the way. Reading. No, no, you know what? Yeah. This is who we are. This is, we're just going to be as good of a team as we can be, but we're going to be even better for our community, which yeah. is really ultimately what you need to strive yeah. for as a, as a local club. 100%, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 any local team, as long as they don't go the way of, say, Bury, who yeah. fucking couldn't pay their players, who couldn't pay their bills, it, the stadium doors got locked because they, they did one of those weird sell the stadium to the owner things to try to get money, <clears> and yeah, they yeah. got caught out doing it. And then they had, there's nothing to pay the players. They ended up folding. The whole fucking club is gone. Yeah. And there's, you know, old people putting their life savings into try to save the club when they did that telethon. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. it, it, this still failed. It just, you know, you hate seeing that type of shit. And these chairmen that use these clubs as their plaything and to 
you know, money launder, essentially. It's nice yeah. to see a chairman that gives a shit. It's nice yeah. to see a chairman that cares, that that invests in the club and the community. Um, and and y'all can, you know, move forward, as you say, move forward and, and be be good. Yeah. Listen, I'm not just saying it because my chairman and that, etc. but he's a really kind of honest, down-to-earth guy. I mean, I don't know whether he's seen it on Twitter. I don't know whether you follow him, etc. And that, but that kind of two months ago, we invited kind of every ten-year-old in Accrington to the ground and gave away, gave, gave them all a, a shirt. Oh, I, mean, awesome. I think it, I think it kind of cost him like thirty grand out of his own pocket, etc. But I mean, like how many ta- how many other clubs actually do that? He, he is very much based around that Accrington is the the, the kind of the centre of the community. And without that, without that football club, like you say about your bury it, do you know what I mean? A lot of people then lose kind of something to do on Saturdays, Tuesdays, days with the community trust, etc. So if Accrington wasn't there, and I mean, believe it or not, I think it was only that he, he actually didn't, he actually had nothing to do with the football club up until about four or five years ago when he kind of like seen what went on and they couldn't pay the bills and they, they, they couldn't order pies because the old the the old the pie company so much money there was no beer in the um, in 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 the bar etc because they couldn't pay and he kind of just took took it over and, and turned it into what it is today. It's funny you bring up the food because Sam, you've been to the Emirates with me. Yeah, and thirty grand yeah. will barely get you a sausage roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the beauty the beauty also of uh, giving the kids the uh, the the kits is. You know, yeah. I, I'm in most in most cities throughout uh, England. I'm sure those kids. It's like, oh, who's your who's your club? And they're like, oh yeah, Manchester United. Even though they or, live in Accrington, yeah. you know, and, yeah, or Liverpool or Chelsea or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. a young age, you hook them up with a jersey, you let them run around on the pitch, you let them get to meet players, do things like that. You'd be surprised how quickly those kids start going, oh, who's your club? Accrington, Accrington Stanley, and then they yeah. go, well, well, who do you like in the prim- yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, I, I watch Spurs. Like, right. you know, we'll just kind of, it, it, because their real club is their hometown club and that's who they support. And that's, and then those people, those 10 year old boys and girls become adults and live in yeah. that neighborhood and buy season it, tickets and invest yeah. into the club. Like yeah. it's, it's very smart. It's very smart. You always want to do it, things with the kids. It is, Sam. It's very clever because if you think about it, how many 10 year olds can actually go to the, the game on their own? Yeah. Right. Exactly. So it's kind yeah. of, He's kind of getting the mums and dads. If you give him a shirt and they're saying to the mums and dads, listen, Dad, can you take me over to Stanley on Saturday? Well, he's not going to send him on his own, is he? He's going to say, right, we'll have to come. So he's kind of just kind of just building the fan base year on year by keep doing this. So he's kind of like a bit of a clever investment for me that he's kind of like earmarked that kids are the future and kids can't come without the parents. So Yep. Absolutely, yep. and it's and it says, "Hey, I give a shit and, about and this community. This yeah, is I care. Yeah. I care about this community, and especially if Dad doesn't want to be there. <laughs> if he wants to be there, he's having two beers. Yeah. If he doesn't want to be there, he's having four. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> it's a yeah. great business model. Yep, as long as it's bigger in the pumps. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, double, double up, double up the beer intake. That's fabulous. Oh, um." Ben, as always, thank you so much. I know it's it's late at night for you, and we really appreciate you being here with us and checking in again. Uh, before the season's over, we kind of want to get a, a recap uh, there at the end of how the club did, what your plans are for the spring and summer. I'm sure you're gonna need to you're gonna be getting full blown on the training grounds, which for yeah. both of us were rooting for you on that one because that's gonna be yours. That's 
your yeah. fucking creation right there. That's that's your. You mark. know what? I can, I can't wait till we go visit. Uh huh. We all go out, <laughs> and then Ben has three beers because he's responsible. Uh huh. And then, but between us and his wife, drank a bottle of vodka. Right. If I remember correctly, <laughs> your wife was the partier, and uh, yeah, we convince him it. since he has the keys to take us to the training ground. First thing I'm doing is knee sliding on the train. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll do we'll do like uh, the scene from Bull Durham when they yeah. break into the yeah. ballpark and <laughs> s- sliding around in the mud. And yes, <laughs> it's a natural disaster. <laughs> Listen, you always when, when you're over, you're always welcome over. You know that. Excellent, Cheers, I appreciate it. As soon as this gets back to uh, normal, there is definitely because now we got a producer who wants to uh, go to the city of Birmingham for some god awful reason. So, <laughs> well, hold on to your is, wallet. Well, yeah. Well, we're not too far away from Everton, are we? So we could probably, if Everton was over the weekend on a Sunday, we could get two games in, couldn't we? Yeah, nice. Absolutely. Lo- love love it. Sounds like a great idea. All right. Well, perfect. Thanks so much again, Ben. We appreciate it. Dude, Ben, thanks. No worries, guys. Nice to see you again.